0: Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host James Lampkin. My guest today is the creator and founder of T Major Handbags and Purses, Miss Tyrena Tolbert. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
0: Yeah, it's I, I'm I really the the way I came about your page. Um, well, first of all, we talked offline. We really don't even know how we became friends, but <laughs> I saw your handbags. And I actually like them. Like they're really creative.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I'm glad it, it you know, got your attention long enough to stop. So that's a great thing.
0: <laughs> so let's let's start with that. How did you get into creating handbags?
1: Well, I am a handbag snob. I have carried um Louis Vuitton for years. I have a, a very big collection of bags. And after paying so much for bags and after seeing Teflon bags blow up during COVID, you know, I thought to myself, you know what, I've been paying for these bags, endorsing other companies. Why don't I do something that I like and make my own bags? So I started watching YouTube during COVID. I pulled out my sewing machine that I had one sewing lesson on, And, you know, here we are I now have uh, all these handcrafted bags that I sew myself.
0: There's a lot of things you could have chose. Why handbags? You know, I don't know.
1: I think I think part of it is I've always been the type of person to probably um, go after things that wouldn't be the norm. I'm creative by nature. And because, again, I couldn't shop. In a way I couldn't buy the bags that I wanted to online because everything was out Um, because I was bored, you know, because I didn't have anything else to do. It was a great way that I can order fabric online. I didn't have to have a team of people to do it. I can watch a video. And it really piqued my interest. And I never thought in a million years, other than making a pillowcase or a blanket, because all that is is a square, that I would actually be trying to um, perfect and create and make bags that are going to get people's attention and stop them in their tracks that they feel as though that they have to carry one of my bags. So. It was just by happenstance. And, you know, no, it's not. Nothing happens by accident. It was what I was supposed to be doing right now in this moment.
0: Now, now let me correct. You started during COVID?
1: During, probably at the tail end of it. So I want to say if, when was COVID over with? Uh, like last <laughs> I
0: don't know. Is it over <laughs> <No>? like, <laughs> Is it over
1: Did not wear a mask. You know, you never know people driving, (laughs) with nobody's in the car, you know, I don't know. But I want to say I'm at least a year in. So I probably if we're in 2023 and I opened up my business in July of last year, then I want to say November of 2021 is when I started buying fabric and trying to, you know, put A and B together to make C. So probably to end uh, around Thanksgiving 2021, I probably started selling.
0: Before, before, I mean, because, you know, COVID hit, so we had a lot of time to think. So before COVID, did you give any thought to the idea of creating handbags and purses?
1: None, zero. But I was definitely trying to figure out what kind of business I wanted to Um, to do since I had already you know did the book thing I was just finding trying to find something else I took up puzzles you know I was a a parent what do you call that a um a a parent to a dog at a shelter for a little while like I babysat the dog. but no none at not at all nothing not one thing I'm telling you it was a Teflon commercial that I saw and you know um and it just the way it blew up. I'm. I think the bags. I think the the the, the business owner himself, um, who developed the bags, is you know kudos to them to being able to have such a big brand and being black owned. Um, but I wasn't partial to the style of the bag. Not. Um, The fact that he created the bag just wasn't my style. And I think that's what prompted me to try and make something that was more my style, something more so that was in the lane of, of what I would carry.
0: How would you describe your style of bag?
1: You know, I like things that I don't see people walking down the street with. You know, I like to have things that are fun. I think... I like statement pieces. I like things that are conservative as well as eclectic. It just really depends on my mood or what I'm doing. But I wanted, I I think my style has always been hard and soft. So it can be conservative, but still kind of have something to make somebody go, oh, that's really nice. Or it can be just totally off the cuff where they would be like, oh, that's different. I would love to know where she got that from, or, you know, I don't know if I could carry something like that so you know I'm all over the place in terms of style it's whatever my mood is for that particular moment
0: okay I'm gonna say something and I'm gonna pretend like I know okay <laughs> but, but <laughs> women usually are pretty loyal to a certain designer of That's a hand true. like if they have like a brand or design that they like for a handbag they generally like to stick to that correct
1: yes they do they do I know I'm that way I am a loyalist. Um, There are a lot of different brands out there. If I'm carrying like now, if I'm going to like a a, all black affair, all white affair, all pink affair, because, you know, everything in this area is a theme. um, Then I'll carry maybe a bag, you know, because it's like an evening bag. If I'm going to a party or something like that, I'll carry... You know, maybe something a little bit different. I'm not going to necessarily carry, you know, uh, a, a Gucci or a Louis Vuitton or a Dior bag unless, you know, that type of bag calls for the occasion. I'm probably going to carry something that's more fun and lighthearted and a conversation kind of piece, you know. So during those times, I'm not usually carrying a, a, uh, a name brand per se, if that makes any sense.
0: Because you notice know information and you, you you said yourself you tend to be loyal mm-hmm. to a brand. Did that make you hesitant starting your own to start your own brand?
1: No, it pushes me harder because at the point where I can get people to look more and ask questions more about my bags and, and feel the need that they need to have my brand is when I know that I've arrived. Right now it's fun because it's it's making me compete with myself to see how far I can push it because I'm hard on myself, even on my own bag. Would I carry my own bag? You know, again, I got a bunch of Louis Vuitton bags in the closet. And what I'm finding is, you know, as a matter of fact, I have a brand new one I haven't carried yet. And guess what? I'm carrying my bags over that bag that I purchased that's a whole lot more expensive than what my bag's price point is, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. And what's really nice. I'm finding that I am seeing women kind of cut their eyes a little bit to kind of look at the bag or people asking me, Hey, that's a cute bag. Where'd you get it from? And it's really neat when I can say, well, I actually handcrafted the bag. It's my bag. And they asked for a business card. So that, that part is pretty neat. I'm not there yet, but, um, I'm I'm in the I'm in the neighborhood. I'm on the wrong block. I'm not on the block, but I'm in the neighborhood. <laughs> but I'll be get there.
0: then now, now, just for clarification, do you actually create the bags yourself?
1: I sew each bag. Um they are are of my own original design. I do not use anyone else's pattern. Um, I have my own patterns. I kind of uh I like textures and I like uh Prints and what happens is because I'm not doing a um, an auto a uh, automated line, meaning I don't have a manufacturing company that makes my bags. I'm at the uh, I'm I'm at the mercy of whatever fabric or fabrics that I can find. So I try to find fun fabrics, uh, fabrics with texture. I like to mix hard and soft. I like feathers. I like studs. And so each one of these patterns, I'm putting them together. I'm seeing what I would think that I would like to carry in my head. And sometimes they come out great. And then sometimes I'm like, whoo, I'm sober doing this and this does not look right. And you start all over again. I repurpose the bag as well as I upcycle. I take old army uniforms and I take those apart. And then I create bags that are old army uniforms. So yes, everything is done by me and my sewing machine. Yes. I am a business of one <laughs> right now. Yes.
0: You, you said some, you say some of the times the, the bag doesn't come out the way you want. So do, is that a frustrating thing?
1: No, I don't get frustrated. I laugh because I'm like, "Ooh, okay, well." mm." Because what happens is, I can see all of the things of what I was even trying to do, and sometimes, you know, even being creative, you know, everything that's expensive doesn't look good, you know, and and everything, you know, just because you can buy it, don't mean that you should, you know. So for me, because I want people to feel good about carrying my bags. If I just don't think a particular pattern or texture or fabric um, doesn't seem to mesh well, all that means is that I pivot and I reassess. I take it apart and use the material for something else if possible, and I create something better. So for me, it's just another lesson learned.
0: Do you actually do you actually um, because you had a vision in your head? what you Mm -hmm. want the bag to look like. Do you actually draw it out like on paper or anything and then start creating the bag or you just go with the vision in your head?
1: Sometimes. So I've I've sketched and what I'll normally do is I'll have fabric and I'll put different fabrics together and I'll lay them there. And I'll think of what kind of shape I want to do. And since I'm still a relatively new sewer, you know, it's seeing what I can do. So um, I think of also where I'm going. Okay, well, where am I going with this bag exactly? If I got all these feathers on this bag, where where exactly am I going? Who's what event am I attending? You know, and then that kind of helps me to think about what I want to put in the bag. You know, what I want to carry the bag with, and so um, I do sketch. I do find myself now doing more of my templates. Um, I know which bags that are more popular than others. And so my intent is to do collections to narrow the scope of how many bags I do in a season. So that'll also help me to um, uh, focus on what people really like. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm in a a great exploratory stage uh, to see what people like. I'm finding out that, you know, uh, which which bags that are more popular that I need to keep and those that I can kind of, I don't want to say put them away into the, the purse graveyard, but put them on a the back burner or maybe refresh them for another time. So it's been really, really fun and really therapeutic.
0: Do, do you ever share your vision? Like, um, you know, you, you create the bags yourself. Um, do you ever share your vision? Like with friends and family <laughs> and get an opinion? Like, hey, what do you think about this?
1: Yes, I do. So I call them the team of five. So I have my sister who is airs on the side of being extremely conservative. she be like, no, I don't like it. And then my daughter, who's also a, a conservative and she's younger, she be like, nope. And then I have my other girlfriend, she'd be like, oh, I love it. You know, so I normally have two who like it, two who don't. One is on the fence. And then sometimes I'll get all of them all across the board to like it. But I don't sew for them. I sew for me because if I took into consideration what everybody didn't like about a bag, I would never make anything. So I take what their criticism, their constructive criticism, into consideration whereas I can see their point of view without losing myself. At the end of the day, I wanna make sure that I'm creating to be happy, with the bag and hope that other people can see my vision and also be happy about the type of bag that I've created. But no, it's funny, they, they, they can be brutal. Like you you can't be faint of the heart with my crew cause they keep it 100 all the time, which is great. And sometimes I have to tell them, okay, well, not everybody wants to carry the type of bag that you got. And they be like, that's true, that's facts, true, true. But nope, they're always honest and extremely always supportive.
0: I want to back up to something that you said that's really interesting. You say you you've created bags using military uniforms. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Oh, is
0: there, there a yeah. motivation behind that?
1: I think as a person who's been in the military and served for a long time and uh, a veteran and still have brothers and sisters in arms, Um, When I came into the military, that was my uniform, a BDU, a battle dress uniform, which is the dark, dark camo that was actually, I think, the most durable because you could leave the iron on that for like, (laughs) and it wouldn't burn, you know, you could just be like, okay, I'm waiting for you to come back. And so um, it's something nostalgic about taking apart that uniform, that person's history, that soldier who donated the uniform to me and being able to create something and repurpose it. Um, Also, you know, women like camo. I don't know why. I wear camo every day to work, but they love some camo. And, uh, you know, you see all different types of camo. And so it's like a twofer, you know. I get a part of nostalgia that I can kind of reflect back to when I joined the army and being able to take these uniforms that would have been otherwise sitting in somebody's basement and create some. Now it is labor intensive. That, that bag, it takes a long time because remember I'm taking a pair of pants apart, like literally, you know, thread by thread, taking it apart. Then I'm creating something that it wasn't purpose for. So that bag, it does take a lot longer than it would for me to do some other fabric, but it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. I just, you know, again, as I grow, because we're gonna speak it into existence, as I grow larger and I have others that will be able to work alongside with me, it won't be such a heavy lift, but um, I'm always happy to do those bags and we will continue to do them. So as long as time permits.
0: The you mentioned that you're in the military, first of all, uh, let me say thank you for your service. But thank uh, you for... Say I'm sorry.
1: Thank you for supporting.
0: Oh, definitely. It, the military entails a lot of discipline, a lot of thinking, teamwork. Has that actually helped you translate into your business?
1: Yes, because I cannot do it alone. And I think for any business owner, any element where somebody wants to do something, you... It does take a village and I have the right people around me who are honest brokers. Um, You know, again, I have CFOs. I have people who are graphic designers by trade. Um, I have people who have worked in different elements of business and they're also great for testing. So for me to have them be like, carry this bag, tell me what you like about it. Tell me what you don't like. Tell me if it's durable. Tell me what you like about the quality of it. So it's important for me to have that type of teamwork and somebody who can see my vision and support it because it is a motivator for those moments where you feel like, am I tripping? Did I really want to take on like these big designer houses and start creating bags couldn't I have found something easier to do like coding or IT or something like that, you know? And um, so they help keep you motivated when you have those unsure moments. So yes, it is that the military has contributed to that team concept of being integrated into my business.
0: Now, but here's here's the thing about the military, it's structured, but you yourself mentioned that you, you're creative by nature. And let's be honest, being in the military doesn't really allow for creativity. So do you find yourself sometimes being robbed of your creativity just because most of your day is spent doing a structured job?
1: Yes. And so my bags are kind of reflective of my life. So if a person was to go onto my website, um, some of the bags have two panels. Um, I like cork. I like cork because cork is, aside from the fact it comes in a wine bottle, um, cork is a very, uh, it's, it's a, it's, it comes from a tree. It's, it's like a lightweight leather, if you will, and, and it's durable and it's strong and it's structured and you can get it wet and you can move it around and it's still going to keep that structure. I would say that's my military side of me. That's the part of me that airs on the side of conservative that has to make sure that I keep things in a certain way to make sure that we can go forward and, and lead from the front and do the mission. The other side of the panel may have a different color, maybe a pink or blue or green or something that has a hologram kind, or maybe one of the bags with feathers and it has several colors. That's my more eclectic side. That's my creative side. That's a chance for me to be free. So I like the fact that I can fuse both of those things together, but the military has afforded me so many um, opportunities to do so many different things. And so I never discount it. Um, The great part about it is that, you know, it just gives me an opportunity to stop, pause, and do something different. But I think that's where T-Major also comes from. My first name is Tyrena. And in the military, I am a um, sergeant major. And so the second part of that is major. So T is for Tyrena and major. It's not because I'm a major in the Army, but a sergeant major, which is um, a senior enlisted um, advisor for what um one of the things that I do um and that's how we kind of fuse the names together of team major and that is the hard and soft part to me mesh together
0: are there anything do you do you do anything that keep keep your creative energy going like you take personal breaks do you just like meditate is there anything you do personally at work no no, 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 no not at work not at work <laughs> okay. I'm talking about it. For, for the bags, for to, to maintain your creative energy.
1: I, you know, I travel a lot. I travel a lot. Um, I've always, if you know, hindsight 2020, right? Things that you would tell your younger self. If I were to go back and tell my younger self, I would have went to Fashion Institute of Technology. I would have went to Toby Coburn. I've always have been of an artistic brain. Um, so things that I do now... You know, birds have pretty colors. I'm not big fans of birds, but when you go on trips and you see these beautiful colors and palettes on birds that you would never think to put together, or just even out here. I mean, we have some beautiful, you know, birds that fly around. You see how rich the colors are. Even some trees when you you look at, there's always creativity in everything, driving on a nice day. You know, it just, I always leave myself open and optimistic to just things and shapes, you know? And so- I think just because of the the way my mind works, I'm a visual person. And so I'll see something and maybe go, huh, let me write that down, you know? So I may sketch something down or make a note to keep me creative. But I think by nature, I thrive just by um, being able to, I don't know, I don't necessarily meditate. I mean, I work out, I go walk. I'm trying not to be, you know, I'm trying to keep everything within the lines. But I I just think that I just try to keep a positive um, attitude and remain optimistic and not try so hard. If I find that I can't get anything done on the sewing machine, I walk away from it. You know, I walk away, I go watch TV or work out or call somebody on the phone or read a magazine. I just do something else. But if I have an order to do, oh, it's all business, baby. I got to get that done and get it out.
0: because you you, because again you have a a, your your military so and you actually saw a major so that you that means off the bat you don't have a nine to five like when there's an issue (laughs) at work then you may have to stay late so you but you create the bags yourself was there ever a time where you consider having somebody else to sew the bags to save yourself the time
1: yeah. Like right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this very minute as you breathe, each time you breathe, <laughs> that would be a yes. I have a, a, an extremely big event that's coming up. And so I'm gonna be like a, 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 one person show up in here. You know, you might as well call me Mustafa cause that's who I'm gonna be, you know, in my own sweatshop, you know, cranking out these bags. I'll be doing the, um, ubiquitous expo in Washington, D.C., July 21st to the 23rd, and I have a number in mind of how many bags that I need to create, which means that I have to backwards plan the military and make sure that I keep myself on a glide path, the military, of a certain amount of bags that I need to accomplish every week in addition to the orders that I already have that I have to put out, in addition to me going on not one but two vacations prior to that, and doing another street fair. So I'm, I'm definitely, um, busy and it's hard because I would love to have someone else to be able to assist me, but that means I, ha- I kind of also have to pivot and put my attention to that. So I kind of try to do a little bit of both. I know that there's a sewer out there that can kind of help out, but in the meantime, um, I'm just, you know, prepared. I've jotted down my plan of attack. I've been cutting fabric, you know, having it, you know, like little soldiers in here. And it's like little soldiers. Well, my daughter's room has turned into distribution. Her room is no longer her room. Her room <laughs> is distribution. She's aware of that. So, plus she's not here anyway, so it don't matter. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, so I, I keep it together. I work well under pressure. How long does it take to
0: create a bag?
1: Huh. So if it's a template, okay. So to make a long story short, it can take, if the the packet is already um, a sandwich, you'll use a sandwich. If I have all the ingredients to the sandwich already and all I have to do to sew the bag, it'll take me about an hour, you know, depending on, on the complexity of the bag, maybe two, if it's, if it's a more complicated bag, if I have to cut the fabric and do all of the things up to that, it could take um, three days because again, I'm doing this all after work. So um, right now what I'm doing, because I have a big event, is I'm cutting fabric. I'm cutting fabric and I'm making the sandwich. And so the only thing I didn't do that I didn't put the mayonnaise or the mustard on the sandwich, because that means that once I do that, it's done. So I'm putting all of the mechanisms together, the handles, the insides, the outsides, the little things on the side that go on it to to hook the bag to. I'm putting all of those pieces together as a zipper, and I'm putting it together in a packet, and I'm just stacking them. So all I have to do is when I go back is then sew them. So right now I have about eight uh, packets or sandwiches that are on ready. All I have to do is sew them, you know. And so like this weekend I did uh, I did twelve bags. You know, but I had to cut the fabric first. So tonight, after I get off the phone with you, I'ma put my uh, you know, my sweatshop cap on and I'm gonna cut fabric and just have it staged and ready.
0: What it what excites you the most about creating a bag?
1: I think when a customer really loves the bag, I have anxiety. Like, you know, like I you no one wants a bad review, right? You know, you want people to really love your bag. You want them to to appreciate the quality. That's what I think feels great when somebody opens the bag and they send me back a review or they send me a picture with the bag and they're like, this is really fly. You know, I really, really like it. And to see the smile on their face, that makes me feel fantastic because that means that in that moment, um, and women are finicky. Oh, we are finicky. (laughs) You know, even with me, I'm like, "Mm, I don't even know if I like that bag. I made it, you know. So to have that um, confirmation, you know, lets me know that there is a customer, there is a market for what I'm doing, you know, and just narrowing down what my niche is, what are going to be my core bags, you know, and when I get that core tote bag, you know, where because women, you know, women love a tote bag. We love a good tote bag. You know, and as I learned more on how to sell more stuff, you know, um, you know, only thing I could do is continue to grow.
0: How uh, what, what for, for you, what can we what can a customer expect from a T-Major bag?
1: Uh, durability. Um, they can expect it to be fun they can definitely say their bag is one of a kind because there are no two bags alike. Because again, I'm hand sewing. The bag is made with love. The bag is made with care. The bag is made with, um, you know, uh, with the expectation of nothing less that I would carry, you know, um, I hope to draw a smile or a conversation from the bag. Um, I think my bags are perfect for this type of season. You know, when you want to go on the beach or you go to a concert, it's it's perfect concert side, plug, plug, because you know, you can't bring a big bag in a concert, you know, <laughs> so it's perfect for a concert um, because it, it fits the specs to go to a concert. It's perfect when you're traveling, you don't want to carry a high end bag on the beach where um you have people bothering you, but it's still a really cute and stylish bag that you can carry when you at So, What I think people will get when they get my bag is a conversation and a smile.
0: Because you put so much love and energy and passion into creating these bags. Do you feel like once the person actually buys and it touch it, it actually translates to them?
1: You know, I would hope so. I mean, I think when you get reviews back and you get pictures back, that kind of comes through. Not everybody writes a review. You know, people tie tired. They're like, all right, I like my bag. I'm going about my business. You know, but when you have the customers that take time or when you have repeat customers, which I have a couple of repeat customers, which is awesome, um, you know, then you know that you, you're you in the right direction. And, and I have a fully 100% return policy or if there's something wrong with the bag they can a person could just send the bag back and I can either try and fix it or refund your money there's no hustle and haggle you know um with me you know you what you see is what you get and uh you know this way we could even try and get to a 100 solution um or if you want to now I've never had a return I had an exchange because there was a um a uh, uh, amount of a defect on on the bag that I didn't catch before it went out the door, so that was a lesson learned uh, mm-hmm. for me. But once I sent it back, everything was all good. So, but um, but yeah, that, I I guess yeah, that would be it.
0: Yeah, okay. I want to close with this. Um, pretty much every every like main designer has like a signature bag. Do you? This is a two part question. One, do you actually have a signature bag? And if you do, why would you call it your signature bag?
1: You know, that's an awesome question. So I'm going to say my signature bag for right now will be the first bag that I started with, which would be the mermaid bag. And I think that mermaid bag um, is very reflective of who I am because one, it was the first bag that I made. And two, because of what the bag looks like. On one side, it is that beige cork, um, just looks very humdrum, you know, um, nice looking, you know, women love cork shoes, and it's a perfect match with a cork shoe. But then the other side, it has a hologram materials, it's blues and greens, and maybe a hint of red. And I just think that's reflective of who I am. It's just layered, colorful, you know, you know, matted and, and, and muted on one side and colorful and vibrant on the other. And I would say for now, that would be my signature bag until something else, you know, stirs my spirit. But that's where I started. And that's one of my favorite bags that um, I still enjoy making and one of my popular bags. Um, and so I would say that would be the signature for now.
0: Okay. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. It's been an honor and a pleasure talking with you. Um, I can hear the excitement and the passion in your voice talking about your bag. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you have next.
1: Me too. And listen, thank you so, so much. And, you know, if a woman Mother's Day is coming up, please, you know, take a stop by, you know, teammajor.org and take a peek, share with a friend, even if they don't want to buy. Share with somebody else, you know, sharing is caring. It doesn't cost anything to share and maybe you'll find something in your life. And I also got men's stuff in here. I got a nice men's toiletry bag in here too. So if you need something, to, you know, that kind of looks kind of funky and hot besides a brown and black toiletry, <laughs> toiletry bag, I got stuff <laughs> for you too. And I'll be adding more men's stuff over time as well.
0: Okay, well, before we close, can um, let the people know how they could get in touch with you and also how they could purchase a bag.
1: Sure. Um, on Instagram, I'm on T-Major 2022 is my handle, T-Major 2022. Um, on the website, it's t Tmajor.org. I take uh, all types of payment. Uh, just click on the link. Uh, you just pay for shipping. Like I said, it's 100% return policy. Um, I'm pretty quick with the turnaround for bags in terms of, and I have anything from feathers to camo to plain cork to blues and greens and pinks. So I think there's a little bit of something for everybody on the site.
0: Okay. Well, again, I thank you for taking the time to do this and I wish you all the best moving forward.
1: Thank you so much and have a wonderful evening. Take care.
0: I want to take the time to thank everyone for listening to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at Conversations underscore with underscore Lamp. My Facebook is also Conversations with Lamp. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Again, thank you all for listening. Have a great day.